6: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobalt Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. John Cobalt Show. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're on from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, uh, John Cobalt Show on demand. Uh Moist Line, register your displeasure with the world at 877-MOIST-86. 877-664-7886. And uh, at John Cobalt Radio on... Uh, to, uh, Talk to us via social media. Uh, All right. We are now going to talk to a mother from Long Beach, Lily Gossage, whose 16-year-old son, Aiden, was crossing the street in Long Beach back in September of 2021, and he was run over by a car driven by Kevin Dahl. And uh, Kevin Dahl entered a plea agreement this month and he's only gonna get six months of a sentence, 30 days of community service and two years of probation. And then the conviction will be reclassified as a misdemeanor. Uh, Lily is very upset and uh, so is uh, Aiden's father, Greg. And uh, Lily and Greg are with us now. We'll talk to uh, Lily here. And then if uh, Greg, you can uh, you can uh, chime in with whatever you'd like. Um, he was uh, Kevin Dahl was originally charged with a felony account of vehicular manslaughter with gross negligence, which should get him two to six years. But now it looks like it's a uh, it's a six month sentence at most. Uh, Lily, welcome to the Johnny and Ken show. A uh, John Cobalt show. Sorry. Thank you for coming here. Thank you. And I'm really sorry. Okay, thank you. Everything you've gone through is just the just the worst worst tragedy here. Uh, I, I know it's hard, but if you could tell us what happened to your son that day, uh, what happened to Aiden?
1: Okay, um, it's been it's been about two and a half years. Um, September fourth, twenty twenty one, around nine o'clock. Aiden was uh, crossing the street in a marked, very well lit crosswalk, uh, less than a mile from our home. And um, <clears throat> Mr. Dahl uh, was also traveling down that street on Los Coyotes, Diagonal and Deborah, and um, <clears throat> he was speeding. And he he collided with my son, uh, Aiden, uh, Aiden's body um, was wedged on the top of his car. Uh, the speed at which he was going was enough to uh, shatter his phone. Um, since then i've read the autopsy reports and i could tell just from the forensic pathology uh, this gentleman had to be driving at a very high rate of speed and i retracted Um, he's not a gentleman this man um nearly every bone in aiden's body was broken as his body was wedged on the car the the car kept on going because of skidding. Like, I think it was about over 160 feet. My husband could provide the details. It's hard to even think about the details. When he finally came to a stop, uh, a halt, Aiden's body was thrown, I think, another 30 feet from what we remember from the preliminary hearing that was given. And um, neighbors had heard the commotion, the collision. Um, many of them are parents. They ran out to see what was going on. Uh, I believe there were three gentlemen uh, two from the neighborhood, and one that uh, made a U-ta- U-turn to, to stop and help, and two two or three mothers that were there. Um, they saw Aiden on uh, the street there, and they were trying to uh, provide resuscitation. Uh, one of the mothers, um, Lori, was able to see Mr. Dahl out there, and um, she had noticed uh, his behavior that night, and when she had Asked his name. I'm not sure what he said, but uh, he provided some misinformation about his age. She had mentioned uh, something like, I smelled alcohol in your breath. He ran back to his car. This is what she had uh, reported to Long Beach PD, that he was drinking a, a gulping a soda or something in his car at that time. Um, they had asked him to call 911, so no one else on site called. They were trying to provide support to Aiden. Um, they were waiting quite a long time. And so Lori ran back into her house to get her daughter and nephew to call. Uh, we found out later he never called. He called his dad
6: instead. How, old, how old is uh, Kevin Dahl?
1: He's 33.
6: So he's an, he's a, he's an that, adult here. Okay. Yes, he's uh,
1: 33 at, at that time.
6: Now, now so it, this was on target for being uh, a prosecution of a felony. And, and somehow uh, This plea deal Eventually would reduce it to a misdemeanor And so he's get, he's, get, he's getting Six months uh, w- What happened? Have you talked with L.A. County prosecutors? Is this uh, some kind of George Gascon Edict?
3: Uh, my husband could probably provide a response uh, Yes, hi John Yeah, uh, you know, We were there uh, We were there uh, in pursuant to the Marcy's Law um, uh, That afforded us a discussion with the uh, DA's office, and uh, they did say that you know we're going to offer a plea deal. It's going to be six months, uh, thirty days Caltrans duty, uh, and two years probation in exchange for pleading guilty to the felony, and it'll be dropped to misdemeanor at the end of the probation period. Uh, we uh, asked uh, if we had any input uh, with that decision, and uh, the DA's office did say uh, no. Uh, uh, We've decided this is what we're going to do.
6: So there was uh, there was no
3: appealing this? No, we're not afforded any appeal uh, by law, I guess, uh, and um, uh, no.
6: Well, you know, I, I'm looking through the case, and, and the police thought that he might have been under the influence, but he wouldn't do a, T, a DUI test at the scene. Uh And by the time they drew his blood, it didn't, it didn't have, he was not at an intoxicated level.
1: That's correct. Um, But you don't need impairment to prove prove gross negligence. So we're not, you know, we we haven't really investigated that. Uh, They they were unable to draw his blood in jail.
6: Yeah, gross negligence. He was just driving way too fast, especially. It was, it was near a curve, was it not?
1: Uh, no, it was not. He couldn't see Aiden. We've done testing along that curve. Yeah. Uh, Aiden couldn't see him. So we actually did, you know, accident re- reconstruction at that speed. It, when you when you drive so fast, you you don't afford yourself enough time to inspect and scan the road. Um, you know, people are calling it a blind curve. It's only blind if you're blind. It's only blind if you don't look. If it's only blind if you're impaired. So no, he he could see the curve. Uh, there's nowhere along Last Coyotes where there are any other intersections. So you can clearly see the crosswalk. It's very well lit. Um, he had at least eight seconds to inspect that. We don't know what he was doing in that eight seconds. Um, you know, Officer Reddit uh, didn't ask him.
6: So we don't, we will never know. It's pretty clear this should not be a, a six-month sentence here, that he should be getting I, the two- I to six-year sentence. And do you have, but... In discussing, reading between the lines with the with the prosecutors, is this routine that they plea bargain and downgrade these cases? Or is this part of, you know, the Gascon Revolution, where nobody really goes to jail for any length of time, no matter what the circumstances are?
3: Uh, yeah, well, John, I think it's uh, a little combination of both. Uh, what we were told by the DA's office is that this is the going rate for the Hickory Manslaughter in L.A. County. Uh, There were other cases in the past that got the same sentence. Well, the going rate
6: Uh, should be what's in the law. The going rate is two to six years, according to the law.
3: Well, that's the will of the people, the state of California. What, is there a fire
6: sale going on now, discounted to
3: six uh, months? Well, uh, I don't know. There may be, but I think the problem really is that uh, we've got a lot of people going into jail on a regular basis and not as many people that come out of jail because they have to try to complete their full sentence. So the jail doesn't magically get bigger when more and more people go in to serve their sentence. So they have to kick people out. Uh, And that's really the reason why people are not spending their entire sentence in jail.
6: All right. Well, uh, Greg and Lily Gossage, thank you for telling your story about your son, Aiden. Again, our, our condolences for this. And if there's anything further in this story, let us know. Uh, oh wait one yes. thing further you have a uh, you have an online petition and people can go online and yes. and ask for this to be reconsidered and have the yes, plea sir, deal we overridden yes. what so how, how do people find the uh, the petition online
1: it's on change.org. so https colon slash slash www.change.org. Board slash justice for Aiden Ty Gossage. Okay. And that's a letter we wrote to sh- to the judge to ask him to reconsider this.
6: Okay, change.org, Aiden Gossage is the boy's name. Thank you very much for coming on.
3: Thank you. Thank you, John, I appreciate
6: it. You're welcome. Uh, when we come back, I'll get back to the story about L.A. being stripped for parts, all the copper wires being being stolen, and that's why L.A. is going dark.
7: You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640.
6: Earlier in the show, uh, we started talking about this, and uh, then um, we, we we had to switch to an interview that was scheduled. But I, I just want to reiterate this and and expand on it. The copper wire thefts in Los Angeles have turned the lights out on the city. Boyle Heights, Lincoln Heights, El Sereno alone in East L.A. had 3,738 streetlights go out because these guys are stealing the copper wire and they've cost the city $17 million. That's $17 million worth of thefts of copper wire. And so all the streetlights go dark. And now Tracy Park and Kevin DeLeon, city council people, have teamed up they're trying to fight the thefts. Now, Tracy Park is great. Kevin DeLeon, not so much. But but they're putting together a task force. I, a task force. And they're going to try to get the public involved by offering you money if you give tips on who's stealing the copper wire. And they're going to create public service announcements to try to inspire you to call in copper wire theft tips. Uh, she uh, Tracy says, we see it everywhere, wiring and other materials stolen from our public infrastructure and its construction sites and other locations. And I'm reading this story, and what I don't see here is, why don't you catch these people and put them in prison? And why isn't the copper wire protected in a way so it's difficult for these guys to steal it? I remember a David Goldstein piece on Channel 2 some years ago where they were pulling it out of boxes that were mounted on the ground just off the freeway. And it was easy to pry open these these metal—it was like, you know, you've seen them on the side of the road, right? These, These, like, metal boxes, you pry them open and there's all sorts of connections and wires and things. That lead up to the street lamps. I I don't know. Do, do, do they have do they have ways of locking all that up? Do they have do they have cameras? Is anything to be done for it? I mean, they do investigations now. Even recently, they claim they've busted up some of the smash and grab robbery rings that they have busted up some of the fencing rings. That they figured out where the stolen merchandise from all these stores is being warehoused. Well, why can't they do this with the copper wiring thieves? There's only so many places you could sell copper wiring. And why can't they secure the copper wiring? And why don't they put these people in prison for a long time? Yesterday's story that we had on with Steve Gregory about all the uh, street takeovers. It's like, well, put the guys in prison. Take their cars away. Confiscate them for good. Don't just impound them where they can get them back for a few hundred dollars. They get citations when you do uh, street takeovers. Citations. I, nobody goes to prison. If nobody goes to prison, they're going to keep doing it. There's 17 million dollars that that's been that's been made here. I, I'm I'm just astonished how do, how does how do thieves commit just in one section of the city 3,700 crimes. And nothing is done and nobody goes to jail. How could that possibly happen? Nobody, nobody in government cares. And then the response is: oh, you know, we're gonna have a task force. You need some guys with guns here. And you need to go after these copper thieves, and you gotta put them in prison for a long time. They gotta get be treated really badly in prison for a few years. And then this stuff will stop. More coming up.
7: You're listening to John Cobelt On Demand from KFI AM 640.
6: John Cobelt Show on KFI AM 640. Live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. And if you missed uh, the show, we had lots of good stuff. I'm not going to waste time going through it all. You go listen tonight, all right? It's posted after 4 o'clock on the iHeart app. John uh, Cobelt Show On Demand. That's uh, the name of it. And uh, if you want the moist line, it's 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a story that was in the El Segundo Times. It was actually a column by Steve Lopez, who uh, had an interview with uh, Steve Gordon, who's the new DMV director, and and Steve Gordon had appeared on a radio show With Lopez, and Lopez was going through all the absurdities of the DMV. Uh, Especially older drivers now at the age of 70 have to take this test to renew their license. You You can't get an automatic renewal at that age. And it's a test full of really obscure questions. Things you never need to know, you've never heard of. And people were failing left and right as if they were senile, and they weren't. It was just the government being stupid, asking things that are irrelevant. Well, Gordon was trying to be conciliatory, saying, you know, I appreciate the coverage here. I'm going to investigate this. We're going to remove some of those questions. Well, we got another job for him here because uh, NBC4 uh, has a story, has a story about people are getting ripped off. You're, you're paying your registration fee online, and the DMV is charging extra unnecessary late fees and nobody knows why, but it's happening a lot. Carolyn Johnson from NBC4 has the story.
2: When it comes to renewing her car's registration, going to the DMV in person is a big no for Jordan Korea. The lines take forever. No one wants to spend their day at the DMV. So Jordan skipped the lines and renewed her registration online. She paid using an electronic check. I inputted my information, double triple checked, my bank account numbers and everything to make sure everything was correct. The DMV website confirmed her payment right away. But weeks later, the DMV told Jordan that her check had bounced and they tacked on nearly $200 in late fees.
0: I was really confused because I had no overdraft fees my bank, the money was in there. I even contacted the bank and they told me that the DMV hadn't attempted to make a charge.
2: Other California drivers are complaining online about the same issue. The DMV accepted their payments, but later rejected them and then piled on late fees. So what's going on? Well, the DMV seems to be messing up. It confirmed to the I-Team there are thousands of instances where it confirmed a payment, but later rejected it, and then issued demand payment letters to some of those drivers. 30,000 of them in 2022, and nearly 40,000 last year. The DMV said about 60% of the rejections were valid, the drivers entering the wrong account information on the website, but the rest? Well, they didn't have an explanation.
0: To have to pay all these extra fees, it's just, it can be financially devastating.
2: The I-Team asked the DMV how much it had collected in unwarranted late fees. It said it doesn't track that. But if you do the math, if everyone's late fee is as much as Jordan's, it could mean millions. After the I-Team reached out to the DMV, it waived Jordan's late fees. She says next time, she'll pay another way.
0: Just bite the bullet and go in person and pay
2: it keep in mind, the DMV still encourages drivers to pay their registration online. It tells us it switched processing vendors. But if you have a problem, be sure to let us know. Now, as of today, the I-Team has recovered more than $3 million for our viewers in the past four years.
6: But you have to get a television station in Los Angeles to get that accomplished. Because it's a lot of bad publicity that the DMV bureaucrat heads don't want to deal with. You know, if the TV station can't take your case, then what, you're out of luck. This is what, 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 I don't know, can somebody give me the secret, send me a secret message? Why are so many government employees so stupid? And why are, why when they make mistakes, it's always hurting the citizen. It's always costing the citizen money. None of us get bonus checks from the state, right? Mistakes are never made in our favor. Mistakes are always made against us. And I I'm directly addressing the government workers. Are you all stupid? Are you all that apathetic? What is it? What is it about human nature because look, I deal with my bank, I deal with, you know, American Express, with Mastercard or Visa. You know, my my, my wife pays, you know, I don't know, dozens of bills online. We don't, we don't have this problem. Nobody ever tax on phony charges. Nobody ever claims we didn't pay them when we did. Nobody. We mail in checks. We do it online, credit cards, apps, right? Every possible way you could pay a bill every month. We do that. There's never a problem. Why is it you pay a registration fee to, to the DMV uh and you get this? You you get this claim? Well, you didn't pay. Well, yeah, I did. No, you did. Now you got to pay again, and uh, there's a, a late fee tacked on it. Why is it only in government? Do you all hate us? Are you, are you all are you all just psychopaths? Because that's like the reporter said, Carolyn Johnson. It's millions of dollars for the DMV, so you can get bonuses for that. If because I remember at Wells Fargo that happened, right? The executives at Wells Fargo were getting bonuses. For opening up scam bank accounts for their customers and then charging them money. So is it is it an organized racket at the DMV or you're all stupid or just the apathy is overwhelming? I mean, they were talking about tens of thousands of people scammed over just the last two years. Tens of thousands of people. I, and they weren't going to do anything to fix it until they get a call from Channel 4. And that's see. I don't know government workers. I I I don't know if, if there were any kids in my class. They weren't my friends. I weren't. Fr- I was not friends with kids who became government workers. Uh, they don't live in my neighborhood. I I I I don't have encounters except you know when this happens. So what is it about the government worker as opposed to everybody else? As opposed to every other company that my wife and I pay bills to, and we don't have this issue. Right. I I mean, I mean, years could go by between uh, an actual real serious you didn't pay this bill issue. I mean, you know, occasionally little mistakes are made. They're corrected quickly. It's one of the great mysteries of life. When we come back. There's a there's a political advocacy group and they've done some polling. And uh, the it's called Thrive Thrive L.A. And they're backed by business and community leaders, and they're going to be supporting candidates in the March primary. And uh, they have done some polling. And uh, the it's called Thrive. Thrive LA. And they're backed by business and community leaders, and they're going to be supporting candidates in the March primary. And uh, they have done some polling. And how unpopular do you think George Gascon is? And how popular do you think Karen Bass is? I'll tell you. Coming up.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.
4: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Professional welder
1: Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder.
0: The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
7: You're listening to John Kobelt On Demand from KFI AM 640.
6: John Kobelt Show, it's KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, a lot of good stuff today, so uh, John Kobelt Show On Demand. Going to be posted sometime after 4 o'clock, uh, and you could hear it. And Tim Conway coming up in minutes. Uh, before Tim comes in, I want to tell you about... Uh, Somebody we're going to talk to tomorrow, Robert Clifford. He's an attorney, and he's representing the families. The families of the victims from the Max 8 crash in Ethiopia. Uh, That crashed in 2019, killed 157 people. And everybody's looking back at those. There were two crashes. Both of them killed hundreds. They were on the Max 8 planes. The door plug that blew out a few weeks ago on Alaska Air, that was a Max 9 plane. Similar planes, Max 9 is just stretched out version longer. And uh, Robert Clifford's going to come on the show because um, there are people talking publicly now by name who worked for Boeing. One of them is Ed Pearson. He's a former Boeing senior manager. And he said, I would absolutely not fly a MAX airplane. I've worked in the factory where they were built. I saw the pressure employees were under to rush the planes out the door. I tried to get them to shut down before the first crash. Joe Jacobson, another former engineer at Boeing, said, I would tell my family to avoid the MAX. I would tell everyone, really. Robert Clifford, having done uh, investigations into Boeing and these MAX planes, representing the victims of the families from that... Crash in Ethiopia. We'll have him on tomorrow and uh, add add his perspective uh, to it. Um, I I mentioned there's a new political advocacy group. Uh, It's called Thrive LA. It's put together by business and community leaders. Uh, It looks like they may may be a more rational uh, group uh, because Sam Yebri, the uh, president, says this is a group who feel like our city's headed in the wrong direction. So they did some polling to see what the public thinks. George Gascon got a terrible rating. People keep asking me, and I understand why people are are kind of paranoid and cynical. They think Gascon's going to get in again, is he, isn't he? Um, well, he's only got a 26% approval rating, which is in line with other polling I've seen. So Gascon, 26% favorable view, 54% unfavorable, disapprove. So that's a good sign. If only the public can coalesce around two of his challengers, then Gascon will get shut out after the primary. And primary voting starts next week. We'll tell you more about that, but ballots are going to be sent out in the mail on Monday. So you'll get them Tuesday and Wednesday, and you can start voting. So it really matters now what people feel and what they know today. And it's good to see that uh, his disapproval rating, 54 approval 26. But you know who got a good approval rating? Karen Bass. 59 up, 35 down. And the thinking is from this group that nobody's blaming her for the uh for the homeless situation. They blame Garcetti, which is true. But I think we're gonna find out soon how little's been done in the last year. So we got Conway coming in. Hang on. Thompson oh, coming in, uh, yes or yes, sir. Tuesday is always the best day of the year. That's best right. Day of yeah. Week, rather. Thank you. I um, agree.
7: I, I like best day of the year.
6: Best day yeah. today may be the best day of the year. Never. That's know. exactly right. Because no? there's seven days of rain coming. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of rain coming. Right. They're talking. Where t-
8: they were talking about it for a while, or for yeah. A you're the weather, man. What's like, going on? Well, they were talking about it like it was going to be apocalyptic. You saw the stories that yes. led up to it, like a potential a couple weeks ago. No. That you know, if the if the computer models are right, it all comes together. This could be you know truly like.
6: Well, I was looking up weather.com. Uh, yeah. I don't know who runs that. Right. Uh, and, uh I was I was looking at the, the the you know 10-day forecast. And for the next 7 days, every day they have expected rainfall. So I counted out it's like an inch here, an inch here, 2 inches here. It's like 6-7 inches. Oh, expect. so it really
8: it really may come to pass.
6: It, look, it looks like that. Oh, wow. If you believe weather.com.
7: Yeah. You know, sometimes though they say it's going to rain for 7 straight days
8: and it rains for like one. No, that's, uh, I I used to say I've uh, forecast 36 of the last three storms.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever keep track of your...
8: We're always, your I, have, your I had a better record than anyone else, John. That's all you need to know. Do
7: you think it's easier to predict next week's weather or weather in 50 years? Well, the
8: weather next week. The climate maybe 50 years. Oh, I, see. Okay. So, I don't know. You guys are good, man. These are heavy questions. You guys are Tim. good. Are, is it going to be like this? You guys are good.
7: Uh, UPS is eliminating 12 thousand jobs my packages are gonna be really late
6: yeah really well, late i mean that's a that's a good economic sign there wait is people it, are buying a lot less yeah.
7: well i think that's the the christmas crew being let go
6: oh i see so
7: it's a bit deceiving you're asking I me. Don't know, i don't know um and do not uh, mr christmas toyota is recalling fifty thousand 000 vehicles do you have a toyota no do you have a toyota no sir you guys are fine
6: uh Super Bowl ticket and we, prices. And we don't have jobs at UPS. Keep moving. Yeah. So this we skated so twice in a row. What else?
7: Okay. I. Uh, uh, ex weatherman going into AM radio <laughs> might be eliminated. <laughs> How dare you? Guys who moved from New Jersey who had a partner that quit might be eliminated. <laughs> wow.
8: All of a sudden. Now you guys are listening? Life got a little bit grimmer.
7: Yeah, Future right. <laughs> start That's right. And then uh, a man arrested after fifth, uh, $5 million uh, stolen uh, Nike merchandise found in Hawthorne. But then the one story I want to talk to you about, <clears throat> a woman got busted with pot on a cruise. And now she might be doing thirty years in jail.
8: Oh my! You know Conway said, "Don't years. worry, take your edibles on the cruise ship." He said, "Don't sweat it." Yeah.
6: Oh, you're taking legal advice from Conway. That's right. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> she <laughs> did a. You deserve. Prison. I could have
8: ended up in a Central American gulag.
6: Well, I thought. I thought that's uh, that's international waters. It's lawless.
7: Not anymore. No. Wow. <laughs> I want to hear about this. <laughs> Not when you get into port. But well, she also had 155 pounds of weed. So.
8: Oh,
6: that's a picture. It could be expensive. Wow. She said personal use. Ah, wow. She was really planning a weekend, huh? Yeah. Look, right.
7: I don't know who she's married <laughs> to, but that's a lot of personal use.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Conway is coming up. And, and
7: Thompson! Yes, sir. I'm ready. Dig along with you. Let's do
6: it. Hey, you've been listening to the John Kobelt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio
4: app.